I guess because an idiom is like a string of words strung together that don't necessarily meet the like the phrase can't be translatable to like what it actually means. Well, that would certainly seem to indicate what I just said would be an idiom. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you're right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Filling Station podcast. Whether you're on a break or on a walk or getting a cup of coffee, you can drop in and listen to me, Lindsay, and my little sister, Mallory, tell you some positive, fun, uplifting stories to help you get through these weird times. We can all use some positive vibes. Woo, had a little bit of a scary moment there. Yeah? Yeah. You thought what? we were going to have some technical difficulties. We've been struggling with the technical side of things. We got to get the, the engineers and the technicians on this. I know we have, but also I just had this like very weird feeling of like what happens if I suddenly couldn't video chat with people anymore, and it got really scary. Why? That sounds like a blessing. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe for most things, but to be able to see you guys. I know it was, I know I'm a little crotchety today on a Tuesday, but it's okay. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I enjoy FaceTiming with everybody. I love it. Well, there's definitely something that can be said for that screen fatigue. Mm -hmm. I like started to download some books on my Kindle and I was like, I need to like order these books on Amazon. Cause this is just too many, too many screens, too much stuff. So for people that don't know, we're, we look at each other through Google Hangout or something right now. Mm -hmm. And what it does with you, and I imagine it does the same thing with me, but on my end, it's just your big ass face right in the middle of my screen. Yeah. And like, I can't even like my personal screen is so small. I can't even see myself. Yeah. But like on zoom and like FaceTime and these other things that we use um, at work and with my family where it shows like everybody equal size, where do you look? Do you just stare at yourself the whole time? Because that's what I do. Obviously. I, just look at, I mean, I'm is like, that what we're angles, all doing, baby. right? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, trying to figure out when I look the best, like looking at my hair, <laughs> looking at my background. like. So is it fair to surmise that everybody's looking at themselves? So we're not even really looking at the other people. <laughs> we're just staring at ourselves the whole time. I would say like at least 70% of the time people are probably looking at themselves. Yes. <laughs> It's like that. Um, we had and this. Hopefully, yeah. liking what they see. Hopefully, yes. But it was like um, when you look at a picture, you want to post of like a bunch of people, and you only look at yourself. Only. Like <laughs> it doesn't matter what anybody else looks like. <laughs> like we've had that happen twice. One time, Lindsay actually posted a picture of me <laughs> on, the, on the filling station pod Instagram. <laughs> and I, normally i'm pretty chill about stuff like that i feel like but i had to text him <laughs> it was literally the worst picture ever of me if you saw it you should consider yourself lucky because it's never going to see the light of day again what did dan say he goes did i know you then <laughs> it was just a really bad angle and it was definitely like christmas and i was not wearing a flattering outfit my hair was up and i looked like I don't know. I just looked like I hadn't seen the, like, I hadn't seen sunlight in years. So super pale. And then I just looked pretty heavy. I just looked super duper heavy. And that was like, 
I think it was just like the angle of the picture and we'd probably been like drinking a lot while we were oh, home yeah. and like but I was joking with Lindsay I looked like a shut-in someone who just like <laughs> never left the house <laughs> kind of what we all are right now I guess oh man you're making my face hurt this early in the morning man that is so funny dan asking you if he knew you then when i think he might have even taken the picture i think he was at home with us yeah yeah i think he was there did i know you then oh my god (laughs) so funny which is just like the nicest way to say like you look terrible and i don't you look crazy i don't remember that Uh, Uh, for the record i didn't think it was that bad of you but i get that i totally get that there are some pictures you immediately took it down you're like it is bad it was bad of all of us though yeah (laughs) i just looked at me and i looked okay but like everybody looked awful like Uh, we all looked we never like want to stop i feel like and take those pictures when you're with people or like i'm not someone who wants to like take a lot of pictures and pose and then um I just recently have been wishing that I had some more of those. Yeah. For or sure. more like strategic pairings. Like how come we don't have any pictures of us as adults together? Like just the I two of us. There's none. I don't know. So it's we'll weird. have to we'll have to take some when we get together next. But Okay. Um the other thing I wanted to mention is that you have instigated a war. You instigated the damn war. You started the war. Okay, but by you responding to what i did now that the quote-unquote war has begun okay so the person that punches back after getting punched is the one that actually starts the fight is that what you're saying (laughs) good point good point okay i see i see where you're coming from here oh my gosh So, so yes yeah yesterday so a while back, we did the story about the papadilla, and Mallory thought it'd be really funny to send me a papadilla without telling me. And so we got papadillas delivered. And then I came across another fast food abomination. Well, what I thought would be an abomination, which was the triple lupa from Taco Bell. So I ordered up some triple lupa and some nacho cheese tacos and what was the other one it was a flaming hot doritos yeah it was pretty hot but not too terrible it was it was good it was interesting had it it delivered and you enjoyed it you guys crushed it way better than the papadilla went over i think yeah well we didn't know what was going on so yesterday the doorbell rang in our apartment so we buzzed someone in and then they came and dropped this like package um (laughs) on our like stoop which is not super abnormal not stoop but on like our little vestibule leading into our apartment and um which isn't super abnormal it's just like oh maybe we ordered something on amazon and then i was like what is that bag and it said Lindsay. it said your name on it and he's like <laughs> what did he do and what did uh, he do he fast food bombed us got us taco bell and uh we were we ate it like we had not eaten in days and we had literally just eaten lunch yesterday when we got it <laughs> we were just like so excited we're like something new happened something special <laughs> It uh, it looked pretty good, honestly. I love Taco Bell, man. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was. Now though, there is going to be. We're gonna go back and forth. Dan was so excited. He's like, "We got fast food bombed." I know. So that's that's uh, you got something coming your way next. Can't wait. So Can't wait to see what. I have to say though, if you know, you're think... looking for something fun to do for someone like a surprise like that, it was like so. It was so exciting. 
It it really was. And even when the guy, the Papa John's guy that brought us the Papadilla was hilarious because I was like, nah, man, wrong house. And he was like, I was about to say my address, but he was like, nope, pretty sure this is where I'm supposed to be. And I was like, nope, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to be here. And he was like, well, you just take it. And I was like, okay, I'll just take it. And I took it and I was like, oh my God, now I know what it is. Once you got it in your hands. Immediately, yeah, immediately. But... Yep. So what are we talking about today? So this is a new idea. I think it's going to be really cool and fun. Um, But I don't know about other people and their families, but we have a lot of different sayings that we use, a lot of different sayings that we associate with, associate with certain family members. And um, so Lindsay and I decided to do a, an episode on idioms and kind of like the history behind idioms. So um, that's what we're going to talk about today. So we each chose a couple, a couple we both know. I know about a few Lindsay's doing, he knows about a few I'm doing, and then there's some surprises in there. So um, I was, I was pretty surprised with some of the like historical context with some of these, like there, it it goes back. Yeah. Some of them go way back, dude, way back. And I don't know about yours, but some of mine, there's arguments on the history. Yeah. And so maybe multiple. So if we say something today, we probably pick the more interesting of the Mm -hmm. options. So don't be emailing us saying that's not the true story. We nobody really knows. Okay. If we knew there wouldn't be multiple options. All right. Exactly. (laughs) We're going with the most entertaining options when we looked at these idioms, at least for me, at least that's what I'm doing. So. Yes. And I'm going for the ones that seem to be like either more interesting or some of them were just kind of like morbid. Yeah, dude. Tell, so, are you going to tell the pulling your leg? Yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get okay. to it. I'll get. Okay. okay. Yeah. I just want to say one thing before we jump in. That's that I work with a number of people um, from Sweden and that, we say in the U.S. something like slips through the cracks or we say catching two birds or killing two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. And they say falling between the chairs. OK. And catch two flies with like one hand. Cool. Which I think it's so funny. Yeah. That is funny. I, like, the first time I heard like fall between the chairs, I was like, do you mean slip through the cracks? They're like, no. Fall, fall through, through the chairs. chairs. <laughs> Like this is so cool. So, um, another web or a website I came across was like how to like when you're learning English, like what these sayings mean, and like you know how people say that English is the hardest language mm-hmm. to learn. I'm like, it's probably because we, like of all these little nuances and things like this. And so there was this whole website that was really cool because there's so many, so many idioms on there. But um, it broke them all down and just says like the words and then like the definition or the phrase and then the definition. Um, and I thought that it was like a reference for people trying to learn the English language. Yeah. Whenever, yeah, whenever we had, um, our friends from Germany in town and like last year or whatever, we would, I can't remember any of them off the top of my head. So this is already going to be a great anecdote for the podcast, but we would (laughs) say things and they'd be like, wow, I like that literally, like they were thinking about it literally. Where we're yeah. thinking about it, like figuratively, I don't even, I think that's correct, but you yeah. know, and uh, <clears throat> so we had to kind of go back and kind of think about it. So, yeah, I think that 
as Mallory kind of mentioned, we're kind of like our family loves these. I didn't really notice that until I started thinking about it. We say so many random things it started with our grandparents and our parents mm-hmm. say weird things and our sisters say weird things. And it's just never really stops. Just like, yeah, not only idioms, it's like even just like words. I know. And I, I discombobulated is like one of my favorites. <laughs> I haven't, you know, you don't hear it frequently. I I used the term um, biggins. I told Dan his feet looked, I was like, you got some biggins. <laughs> biggins. The other day. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? What does that mean? I was like, your feet look big in those shoes. <laughs> biggins. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was so hilarious. It's one of my favorite things when I hang out with Alicia's uh, family from South Carolina. They have all sorts of kind of crazy thing not crazy things but things that they say just you know in everyday conversation and one of my favorites is right yonder which just means like over there but right over there they say it all the time i even tried to look it up couldn't even find a definition of it i think it's just a Lan- lancaster like south it. carolina thing just right yonder and- right yonder. <laughs> all right well we got to get into this man we've been just hop we've been hobnobbing. hobnobbing all right well, you go first. You want me to go first? Okay. Mm-hmm. You always do this to me. Okay. So you and I have both worked in the service industry. You've oh, yeah. been a caterer. I've been a caterer. I've been a cook. You've been a, a waitress. waitress. I've been a waiter. I've done a little bit of bartending. Even drove a taco truck for a long for a long oh, time. Yeah. For a while. It was really fun. BTT. Shout out to Big Truck Tacos. Shout out to Big Truck Tacos. But one thing that they would always say in these kitchens is 86 mm-hmm. something's 86 and so i've always i looked that up because i'm that's just kind of the, the guy i am i want to know like why are we saying 86 and i had to ask him i was like what does that even mean so if you don't if you've ever worked in the service industry to say something is 86 means that you've run out of it so guacamole 86 or you know the special of the day 86 all sorts of stuff so there's a lot of different thoughts about where that term comes from where that terminology comes from some people think it's because it's similar to Nick's in 86 and Nick's. But my favorite is that it comes from Chumley's, which is on 86 Bedford Street in the West Village. So in lower okay. Manhattan. And it was open during Prohibition. And it, at least one guy's thought is that it came from when the bartender, whenever the the police would come in to raid Chumley's, the bartender would tell everybody to 86, which meant to go out on the 80, like to go out the 86th street exit and to get oh. out of the, to get out of Chumley's. So the police wouldn't catch all these people drinking and everything. And so they'd 86, the bar patrons and that that is one of the theories behind 86, which is my favorite theory. Yeah. Could I like something that else, one. But 86, which means exit on the 86th street and get the hell out of here. <laughs> get the hell out of here. Get gone. Get gone. Get gone. Get gone. I like that. Yeah. Oh. All right. What do you got? <laughs> All right. So that one's not necessarily an idiom, but I like that's like the origin behind this this phrase. Um, okay. So I'm going to piggyback off. Why of that. isn't that an idiom? <laughs> I guess because an idiom is like a string of words strung together that don't necessarily meet the like the phrase can't be translatable to like what it actually means well that would certainly seem to indicate what i just said would be an idiot yeah 
I guess you're right. <laughs> we don't know what idioms we're doing. for idiots. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's what we're naming the podcast. Okay. okay, whatever. Great one. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. All right. Um, have you ever given someone the cold sho- shoulder? Oh yeah, big time. Oh yeah, love a cold Tell shoulder. Tell me about a time. Ooh, a time I did a cold shoulder. Um, Maybe in the hospitality industry. Mm, no, never. I was very personable. <laughs> okay. Um, I would have to go back to interactions that I've had with umpires and sports officials over the years. I actually mm-hmm. got a technical one time in high school basketball for facial expressions, which was really what? me just like giving this um, this referee a look and then just literally he was trying to talk to me and I gave him the cold shoulder and yeah, walked off. So that's. So giving the cold shoulder, exactly. Being unwelcoming or antisocial towards Yeah, but what does it mean? So it is from medieval England. And it was customary when someone was ready for a guest to leave, when they'd like come over for dinner, to give the guest a cold piece of meat from the shoulder of mutton, pork, or beef chop. When the host felt that it was time for the guest to leave, they would literally give them a cold shoulder piece of meat what (laughs) isn't that crazy that is incredible just serve up a nice cold piece of shoulder flesh dude was it to like power them through their like walk back through the woods home or something was it like like an oh like a good here you go here's take some here's your your go bag or your dog here's your yeah your doggy bag yeah I don't know. It just says that it was like the polite way to communicate. Like it's time for you to leave now. Well, I'm gonna need to get so some maybe. serious cold shoulder in my house because it's always a struggle to get people to leave. <laughs> Here's your cold shoulder. Is there one? Is there one person in particular? No, I want everybody to stay forever. But it's just our house is very homey. We've had a lot of people say that they wish that they were quarantined with us, and uh, yeah. Myself included. My wife, 100%. Alicia, does a hell of a job at making our house as homey as possible. It's amazing. It's amazing. Anyway, I love All that right, what's your next shoulder. One? All right, well, I'm going right? to stay with the shoulder. I'm going to stay with the shoulder thing, theme. Okay. Chip on your shoulder. You ever heard of that? Ooh, Someone's got a one. chip on their shoulder? Oh, yeah. Okay, what do you th- like? You got kind of explain to our listeners that have never heard that what it would mean like if you said somebody had a chip on their shoulder what would that mean uh it's like you have something to prove like you've been wronged and you feel like you've gotten i want to say the short end of the stick which is another idiom oh my but gosh. You, you right it's so hard not to talk and use them um but you feel like someone has maybe done you wrong and you're out to prove something right and those types of people that have chips on their shoulders are generally kind of abrasive maybe or aggressive like you kind of tend to walk on eggshells around them with certain things like they just kind of feel slighted right so there's a cup maybe a little quick to pop off quick to pop off yes that is very good so there's a big long article about this and it, it talks about the meaning that it might have from the navy and all this sort of stuff but by far my favorite theory of where chip chip on your shoulder comes from is that back in the day 
basically people would literally put chips of wood on their shoulder and walk around with them. And that symbolized that you were like looking for a fight. And what? yes. And then whoever knocked the chip off your shoulder was like saying like, let's go, like let's brawl. And that was like, that was the chip on the shoulder. So like they would say, Oh, so-and-so has a chip on his shoulder. And they, they literally meant that. And it meant like, Hey, watch out for him. Don't like inadvertently knock the sh- chip off of his shoulder <laughs> or he's going to beat you up. <laughs> like that's what it meant. And so that's our chip on the shoulder. One of the theories of where chip on your shoulder comes from or chip on the shoulder. Both of those things are so incredibly like literal. The that's- cold shoulder and the chip on your shoulder. Yes, yeah. I know. I mean, I guess that like once you start to dig into these, some of them like really do make a lot of sense. For instance, one of them I was going to talk about was eyes peeled, which is basically like people saying that it's in reference to certain fruits or vegetables that you, they like improve if they're peeled. So once you remove that like outer skin, then they're like better. Cause the other thing apparently is like, keep your eyes skinned. Ooh. Which I've never heard. It sounds pretty that cool. is weird. <laughs> but eyes peeled means to like stay alert, keep, keep watch. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, I'm like, that's always really baffled me. And then when I read this, I was like so disappointed because I was like, it's it's associated with peeling fruit and fruits better if it's peeled like this so, is so strange <laughs> um but i guess a lot of them are kind of literal um yeah. as as we are just saying and one of the ones that i came across is um i actually haven't used this term frequently but i think i've heard mom use it i've heard it's I think one of like the older ones that maybe people don't say as frequently now, but have you ever heard don't throw the baby out with the oh, bathwater? Yeah. yeah. Which I wasn't really sure that I understood what that meant. So it can be translated into don't get rid of valuable things along with the unnecessary ones. Right. So yeah. like don't. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm happy for you to add any additional context that you feel relevant. Um, but so this one comes from the early 1500s and at this time people only bathed once a year. Can you imagine? Mm, Sounds like utopia. (laughs) (laughs) I, I just like, I think about, you know, now sometimes people like take a shower before work and if you work out, then you take a shower after work. I'm like, I cannot imagine only bathing once Once a year, that feeling of just being so fresh and so clean Mm. is amazing. So not only did people bathe once a year, but people would bathe in the same water without changing it on that same time. So the adult males would bathe first, then the females leaving the children and the babies to go last. So by the time the babies got in the water, the water was like clouded. Oh my gosh, dude. (laughs) So it literally means that like the mom's, and the other kids helping would have to take extra care to make sure that the babies who were in the like water <laughs> and bathing didn't get thrown out with the water when the water got thrown out because you couldn't see in the water. Oh, don't throw the baby out with the bath water because there's a drowned baby in there like that. They don't even know it's there. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like what in the world? Oh, my gosh. Again, the Internet. Dude, that's so good. I, I mean... love that. Again, literally, I mean, it literally, like, it's like literal. Yes, it's literally, literally literal. literal. Well, that's hilarious. Um, and I actually 
this is something I thought about as you were saying this, and I can't think of another example. So another excellent anecdote for the pod. But mom used to say things, idioms to us, and specifically that one. She'd say idioms to us like that, but make it literal. Like she would be like, we'd be like in the bath and she'd like drain the bathwater or whatever. And she'd be like, oh, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, which is not what it means really anymore. But she would like use it figuratively. You know what I mean? Right. So that's an interesting one. You know, another one that comes from mom's side of the family. um, Yes. Is, oh, my stars and goddess. Oh, my stars and goddess is something that our great great aunt aunt used to say all the time who grew up in Georgia and, and lived her almost her entire life in Florida and she had a southern drawl and she would every time I would do anything or Mallory would do anything remotely symbolizing strength or beauty or anything that was would you know warrant uh, a compliment she would go well oh my stars and goddess and I we, we had no yeah. idea what it meant <laughs> But we, we loved, loved when Anne came to visit. She was we hysterical. And so as I was doing research on this, I learned that it's stars and garters. So garter, not garter, with a D, with a T, garter, which is not okay. just something that women have around their leg. Back in 1344, the order of the garter was the highest order of English knighthood and was founded by Edward III. So this is actually a European wow. British saying that our little great Southern great aunt took for her own, but it originally showed up as a complete sentence because people in, in Europe and in Britain in particular say, oh, my stars all the time. And that's been around forever. And then it kind of morphed into, oh, my stars and garters. And it came around um, at the beginning of the 19th century as a humorous expression of astonishment, which is hilarious because that's exactly how we took exactly it. Exactly <laughs> how she, yeah. We're like, watch my cartwheel. Like, oh, my stars, oh, my stars and garters, Miss Mallory. She was uh, hilarious. And so stars and garters, nobody really knows why they combine the two, but there are a lot of pubs, I guess, in England called stars and garters. And, uh, yeah, it's a very, very English expression. Yeah. Which is, yeah, hilarious. She was the most, like, southern little lady. But I've never heard anyone else say that. Never. So I'm, like, glad that you could even find some (laughs) historical context. It was all over the place. But everything was in, uh, you know, it was European websites because it's a European saying, which is just still cracks me up because it's, like, a little southern lady. funny. And she would just draw oh, it out. Oh my gosh, so yeah. Long. The other one that she would say w- was Be Still My Heart, which is yes. very literal and came, and I don't have it pulled up. I didn't do a lot of research on it, but it literally comes from people getting so excited and flustered that their heart would start beating too fast and they would say, Be still my heart. <laughs> so, hot, be still. <laughs> so Try to calm themselves down by ordering their heart to <laughs> chill out. So. To slow down to a little still, bit. To be still, yeah. To be still. Um, I'm just going to do one more, and that is uh, pulling someone's leg, which I I think of dad when I think of this one. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Is that what you think of too? Okay. He used to always also say pull my finger, but that means <laughs> something else entirely. <laughs> um, 
so uh, we felt every that one time. every time too. It was always so fun. <laughs> um, okay, so pulling someone's legs to make someone believe something that is not true as a way of joking with them and making them look foolish. So there's two different origins for pulling someone's leg one is kind of highly debated and then the other one is a little bit more um i would say like founded so this idiom the i'll do the one that's like more founded first so this idiom originated in england again in the early 1800s and street robbers used to pull someone's leg so they would use quote unquote, pull someone's leg. So they would use like a wire and stretch it across like a, like a walking path or something. And it would cause people to trip. And then when they fell, then they would steal from the person who fell. And over time, people started to trip each other as a way of making them stumble and like knocking them over and making people look silly. Hence like pulling my leg. So you look kind of silly if you fall. So even (laughs) though people like stopped robbing each other, I guess at some point, point like tripping someone is definitely a way to make someone look kind of silly so there's that and then the other one which is like a little bit more morbid is that when like i guess around this time that people were um they would do like public hangings and someone would actually (laughs) jump up and why are you making this face you told me to say this it's so jacked up all right go ahead sorry and they would someone they would pay people to hang on (laughs) why are you laughing they would pay people to hang on the individuals who were being hung's legs to make the like happen faster the death occur faster and the person would suffer for Less time. Well, that's good. But then that was known as. Oh, wait, the like, people that I were getting that... hung would pay these people to hang on them? It oh, seems like my it. gosh. Yeah. I didn't, I missed that part of it. I thought that, like, it was just like a fun thing that they would do. But, like, that makes sense, though, that they would, like, <laughs> hey, this is going to be really awful. Would you mind helping me out and make it a little quicker? Yeah, it was either like them or their family members or something. Man, so. that is heavy, <laughs> bro. You I love it me. though. It's so interesting. It and I think down. every time somebody But it doesn't make someone look foolish though. So I think that's why people are like, this doesn't this doesn't totally like correlate to the same. Yeah, because doesn't. how does that make someone look foolish? I don't know. You know? I don't know. But I like it and I like hearing about these little history lessons. Do we have time for one more or do we need to sign off? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I'm sure we've all heard this a thousand times, especially during quarantine and in all of our emails, but it's touch base. Touch base, B-A-S-E. And so (laughs) I uh, looked it up. I've always thought it was a baseball thing. You know, you have to touch the base in order to be safe and to proceed around the infield and score the run and everything at the touch base, which that very well may could be where it's from. But when I'm researching this and actually a lot of people surmise that it comes from the military and war and being like out in the battlefield and you radio back and touch base, touch base, talk to the base and let them know what's going on and where you are. And so it actually comes potentially from the military where they say, 
Hey, just wanted to touch base. <laughs> and, you know, they'd actually be reaching out to the base. Whereas in baseball, you're touching the yeah. base as you run around the bases. So, um, but touch. They both make a yeah, lot of they sense. They both make though. great sense, but it's just, that's interesting. Checking in, making sure everything's okay. Yeah. The project. What are some track? other things that people say in Check- emails that drive you crazy? like as per as per or like oh well i was gonna say like as per our like last conversation or whatever um but people don't really say that that much that i email with as promised is Mm -hmm. annoying especially like when my boss is on Uh, coffee i'm like okay what do you mean as as promised promised. like this is so so you're just sending an email it's not like get over yourself um what else? When people send read receipts, oh, that's really annoying. Gosh, I used to work for a lady that made me do that all the time, and I'd get in trouble when I didn't send read receipts. Uh, one that some that we love around the office that we use all the time are circle back around, uh, circle, circle back, back. And put a bow on it. Uh, I'm trying to think of any others, but touch base is a big one for us. Touch base. Um... We'll say things like, oh, gosh, now I'm not going to be able to think. There's one that is a very much like a, uh, like an ism at work that I'm like, I haven't really, <laughs> like, we use it so much. Like, there's, uh, I can't think of it now, but it doesn't matter. We use the term red thread. Moving the needle. That's what Moving the needs. About. I like it. Mm-hmm. Moving like the needle. It. That was All fun. Right. We should well, do that again sometime. Well, let's wrap it up. It was fun. The thing is that there's literally an endless amount of these that we can discuss. Know. So um, one of the other ones that I didn't get to was uh, knocking on wood, letting your hair down, and uh, breaking the ice. So we'll, catch, we'll yeah, do like those that. on the next, yeah. next episode of these. Idioms for idiots. For idiots. <laughs> Or idiots explaining <laughs> idioms. I like that better. That's perfect. All, All right. right. Love you, kiddo. I love it. I Bye. love it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Filling Station pod. Mallory and I are having a fantastic time delivering you these hilarious and uplifting stories. If you want to be involved with the podcast, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Filling Station pod, or you can email us at the Filling Station pod at gmail.com.